What up, what up? At it again, Real Fans Podcast. We're here. Just me. I'm gay. That's you, Julian. Julian, say what's up. That's me. What's up, what's up? I think it's hilarious <laughs> that, like, pre-show... <laughs> Gabe was perfectly fine, and as soon as I hit record, he starts laughing. <laughs> but we're gonna keep it rolling. He'll come back eventually. But I got all my boy. Uh, yeah, as long as we can hear your beautiful voice, is all that matters. But anyways, uh, yeah, we'll start off with some Last NFL talkers. news tonight. Tonight's a big night. It seems like this is starting to become a new event for the NFL. It seems like the last one was like. The draft, they like made this draft this whole spectacle. And now it's like they want something else to kind of fill that void until training camp. And it seems to be the new schedule release show that they do. It's going to be on like all broadcasts. They're going to slowly roll out every game of the year. And it seems like the NFL is like new, a new like spectacle to kind of make and just keep, keep being talked about. And you know what? They're doing a good job at it because look at us here today. In the middle of May, middle of offseason, and we're still talking about the NFL. And uh, yeah, so a couple days ago, they announced the international games, who's playing where and when, and they announced a couple big time games. Later tonight, we're, they're going to drop the whole release. So next week, we're going to go over um, our some of our favorite teams, talk about the over-under, how we like them once it all fully drops. Um but uh, yeah, as for the games that they announced, we have Thursday Night Football, Week 2, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, also Week 2, Monday Night, two Monday Night Football games, Tennessee at Buffalo, Minnesota at Philadelphia. And then Week 4, 5, and 8, we have Minnesota at New Orleans, and that's a London game. And then the next London game is New York Giants at Green Bay, and then it's the Jacksonville Jaguars at Denver. So that's actually kind of interesting. That is, yeah, that's all you want I don't to talk think about. that's you only want to bring this. Up. I don't think that's actually correct. Let's talk about no, real, real quick. I, <laughs> no, literally, as I'm reading this, I think something's wrong with this because it says Jacksonville at Denver, and I know. Well, I mean, the there's got to be a home team. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Jacksonville should be the home team because they have like the thing. So I think that's a mistake. But then the first ever game in Germany, they're playing in Bayern Munich Stadium. Uh, Seattle at Tampa Bay. This is going to be the longest road trip for an NFL team. So this is going to be really interesting. I think the the German fans are going to be really hyped for that. And then we have going south of the border to Mexico City, at Estadio Azteca, Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco. And then to end it all off, what has been announced is we have a game on Christmas Day, and it's a good one. We got Denver at Los Angeles Rams. And that's all that's been announced so far. Obviously, there's leaks and stuff, but we're just going to talk about the games that are officially announced. Gabe, out of that lineup, what do you like the most? What sounds the most interesting to you? I'm looking at all the games, and maybe I don't know if you want to pull it up. I don't. Can you just so we can pull it up so people can see? Um, let me see. Words, but if we have pictures, it'd be better. Even if it's Probably just our good. notes. Let's see here. Just screen capture the thing. Um, but um, uh, that I'm looking at. Uh, hopefully, Julian can pull up. Um, the most exciting. Here's the thing. Uh, Chargers, Kansas City. I feel like a game you definitely have teams at full strength. Um, but I don't think you have teams in a rhythm, right? It takes a. It takes like 
about four games to get a rhythm because you know in the preseason these guys are, uh, they, you know they're not starting their starters and uh, you know expect it to be a good game a fun game I feel like it's going to be a game that people are just going to and make it you know more more than what it is you're going to predict like oh Chargers beat Kansas City beat Chargers are they good enough like a whole they're going to blow it out of a week two game. Um, looking at for in, uh, so we kind of look uh, at it schedule. here. I took a screenshot from the Pat McAfee show. Shout out to Pat McAfee show. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, uh, I like that. See, I think it's interesting. They're going to go to, uh, Munich, right? That's Germany. Um, yeah. Or no, that's not Munich. It's not Germany. Munich yeah. It's Germany. Yep, yeah, it's game. Germany. Trust me. I know Byron, Byron Munich. I mean, is, I, so, um, that looks interesting. I mean, it's just interesting to me that it's going to some other. I don't. Seattle expect not to be good this year. So, yeah, I think the fact they were. In, yeah, I think they were anticipating a um, Russell Wilson to be there, <laughs> but <laughs> man, they're going to get a really unless yeah. Tom Brady just puts on a show. I mean. It's Bayern Munich Stadium, and it's Munich, Germany, so they're used to seeing a team absolutely dominate another team. So it's not going to be anything new to them. <laughs> the rare away for Tampa Bay in Munich. Um, <clears throat> so the only two that I'm actually interested in, only two teams maybe, <clears throat> enough. Week 8, Jacksonville at Denver. Denver at really? Uh, oh, look at you. It's kind of to me, but you know what takes the cake? You know what? I'm going to go Arizona, uh, San Francisco. Because, uh, especially, you know, it being in Mexico, I think those two games are the most intriguing that, you know, I don't really care for in general. Uh, I mean, I want to, I am they're going to do this, especially with a lot of changes. I thought you were the biggest Jimmy G fan ever. I don't know what this. I'm changing my mind. I'm going back. You know what? That Jacksonville game is the most interesting. How about this? Really? Because I'm thinking about the quarterback situation. Yeah, those two interests: Arizona, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Denver. I'm gonna go Jacksonville. That that's pretty interesting. You guys got you know, how many picks? You guys get in the draft this year? You had like four picks first round. Let's see mm. what kind of young young there blood was, they have. There was four in the, lot of the first three rounds. Four in the first three rounds, and then there's some later on rounds. Um, for me, one not so much the game, but I'm actually. I'm really interested to see them play in Germany for the first time. I could see the German fans like taking to football way more than the English fans. Don't get me wrong. London has been a huge success. Obviously they're doing more and more games there every year, but I could see the German fans just like eating it up and I, who, who better else to give them the experience of American football than throwing Tom Brady out there on a team who literally can't stop anybody in the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks and Tom Brady's just going to carve them up. And yeah, it's not going to be a great game, but like I said, those Bayern, those Munich fans, they're used to seeing a team dominate the region. So <laughs> I think it's going to be entertaining for them to watch just Tom Brady, just put in work. Um, as for like, Quality games that I actually want to see. I think the Mexico game is going to be really good. One, uh, those Mexican games, always pretty crazy games to watch. Uh, those Mexican fans love football. I think it's a little easier connection from them being so close to America and seeing a lot of American football and like probably having a lot of family and stuff that are into American football. Um, <clears throat> so 
that's going to be crazy. And then we're also hoping that Arizona can repeat what they did the beginning of last season. Um, so I think it should be a good matchup between Arizona and uh, San Francisco. But I think the one that takes the cake for me is Denver at Los Angeles on Christmas Day, the reigning Super Bowl champs. We'll see what they're going to This is week 16, so this is the second to last week. So obviously a lot of things might change. We're going based off middle of offseason, but a lot of things might change till then. Maybe Denver just ends up imploding on themselves. Uh, Los Angeles can't maintain the run that they had last year. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a good game. But uh, on paper, that's the game I'm most excited for. And there's nothing better than a, uh, a game on a holiday, like a Thanksgiving Day game or a Christmas Day game or New Year's game. Those are always the, the coolest games to me. Yeah, as long as you see the holidays, your Thanksgivings, your Christmas is usually popular. Um, I, I wanted to see what the Thanksgiving one's going to be. You usually have what well, they have like a morning, yeah, they like morning night. Uh, um, so we'll, we'll see. Gabe, real quick question. Let me ask you I'm this. Sure. Oh. We're talking more about the NFL. What's up? Okay, so obviously now with them introducing, yeah, you're lagging a little bit, but um, now they're introducing Germany as a new country to expand to. <clears throat> obviously, they're going back to Mexico. I don't think they were in Mexico last year, but they were previously in Mexico before. Mexico's done a couple games. Um, now three games in London, which I think, did they do three last year? I know normally they do two. But um, two in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and uh, the Jaguar game at Wembley. What other place would you like to see the NFL go? Would you like to see them continue to conquer Europe or go over Europe? Or would you like them to keep on going further south down the border and going over into South America, maybe like a Brazil, an Argentina? Or would you rather them expand their market to maybe uh, – like a Europe where you see such huge success in soccer, where soccer is like, you know, the biggest thing over there. Um, some other countries, I mean, Mexico definitely makes sense for South they need to go, right? Because A, you need to figure what's a, uh, A, what are viable stadiums to play in? Like they're ready to, to like have that size of field and to have people like show up. Usually soccer, I don't know. I mean, how does soccer stadiums compare? Football stadium, like as far as capacity, football have more capacity. Um, about the when it, around the like, world, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's about the same. It's about the same around the world in America. Like MLS stadiums, yeah, they're like twenty thousand, twenty five thousand. But like in Europe, all those stadiums are sixty or more. Um, Wembley Stadium, where the Jags versus Denver game, that's eighty thousand. Yeah, and then if you go down to South America, I mean, Brazil hosted the World Cup and the Olympics and stuff, so like. They have stadiums that fit. I mean, soccer is a bigger deal down there. So, like, that's, like, their big sport, and they build stadiums for those. But, uh, yeah, I will say, I think – yeah, yeah. I was going to say the one quick thing with I, – I just thought about um, with going to South America is they're going to have opposite seasons. I guess if you're in Brazil, it doesn't matter. That's, like, really warm as it is. But, like, say you do, like, Argentina, it's going to be opposite seasons. So, you're going to be going into – summer so maybe it'd be like a weird warm game but it's a far travel but the time zones line up so you could still probably do a one o'clock game u.s time but i think they're really going to want to go keep on doing europe because that's bigger purchasing power um 
I will say I'm surprised they haven't gone back to Toronto, but I think they see that like Canada is not really a place they need to reach. Football is already really big in Canada, but I'm surprised they don't go back to Toronto. But for my, I would think, I think Spain would pick up football pretty well. I think seeing like them playing like Madrid or like Barcelona would be really interesting. I don't know if the French or the Italians would take to football as much. Um, but I could totally see uh, Spain hosting one. What do you think? Yeah. If they're already going into London, I assume that, you know, it, I don't know. You know it, it's kind of cool that they're actually going to Germany. Like, Easter, you can go. Like, you're not going to have a game like, and I mean, some shit like that. It's definitely had to be one of those uh, countries that are definitely uh, with like uh, England, like on the UK, right? It's going to be Portugal, Spain, Italy. It's kind of closer to yeah to the to uh, that side of, of the world. But what about you know the uh, also you know they usually have the not the also game they have the Pro Bowl game. They did, yeah. Hawaii. What about a Hawaii game? Send send, send uh, some of the players. I don't. That'll be a nice. I, see, I I think it would be cool. But my thing with the Hawaii, the I don't think the I think the NFL feels like they've conquered that, and there's not a whole lot of people there. I think, I think the whole idea what the NFL is trying to do is trying to expand internationally to other countries, um, and obviously you see a proven market in that European market where there's higher purchasing power that compares to the United States, um, and that's why I just I mean I don't see them. Like, that's why I said I don't see Canada really, and I don't see like Hawaii because I thought about like Hawaii or something or like Alaska, but they're going to want to keep on going international and where big markets are, big cities, and like big, uh, big things. It's like it's hard to keep on going east. That's the one hard thing. Uh, I think Germany is already kind of pushing it because I think I want to say it's like a nine hour flight. Um, I will say too, I think Ireland would be sick. I bet you there'd be some rowdy ass fans in Ireland. I bet you Ireland game would be be pretty crazy. But then again, I feel like they are pretty strategic well, to do their pick. I think Germany is obviously a perfect to me. I feel like Germany just fits so well. Australia, I think, would handle it really well. But you come with the travel issues, which is it would be too. Yeah, much. well, I was gonna say like you know if you're gonna go kind of cool for like a West Coast team that's already on the West Coast, like you know, you know, LA or. or Oakland, or in Oakland, Las Vegas, or some some kind of West, either Australia, Japan. We have good relations with Japan. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I I think the one thing with uh, the Olympics. Yeah, I will say I think the one problem thing about going across the Pacific, like I think Australia would eat up American football. I think it would do really well. I just think uh, it's just too far because I think even going from West Coast to Europe is closer than going to Australia from West Coast. I want to say. But it, it'd be really, and the time change, the time change would be brutal. It would be, I went to Australia and bro, the time change, it takes a while because it's completely opposite, completely opposite. Europe, you're kind of going ahead in time. And that's basically you waking up a little bit earlier. Um, But yeah, I, I, I could see, I bet you they would love to go to Australia, but it'd just be a probably or- logistical nightmare. Or I have a preseason game there. You know, have a pre- have international preseason. You know, preseason games. I don't know how popular they are. I mean, I find it pretty boring, right? Because I think it's uh, mon- you know mundane. 
because you know there's three series and then they're out. They sit. Why don't you put pregame, you know, the preseason games uh, internationally in other countries that you would never expect? So expand the game. So he's like, hey, look, we had this game. Why don't you watch our season? I don't know. Here could be something interesting though, because with the 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 new partnership of the NFL and XFL experimenting new things, XFL running opposite of of um, the NFL, maybe you experiment with the XFL trying to do a game out what the other side of the world. Maybe that'd still be really hard, but that could be something maybe you could test and like, cause if the XFL is going to be like your experimental kind of league and they're just going to be like that, that league that just tests things that could be interesting. Could be, there could be a thought. The only thing is we have the same thing I was saying. Like if you go to South America, you have the opposite, uh, seasons so summertime would be their winter so you would have to find a way maybe like then again i don't think it really is that cold in australia but either way i think i think if they can strategically work things out to get teams over that'd be awesome i think they learned the lesson of like trying to just straight up start a league that's really hard um but maybe down the road they continue to try to do a league i know there currently is a european like american football league um, I don't know how well it's doing. I remember seeing it like they have like the Barcelona Dragons or something like that. But I think obviously they want to use the big brand names to try to reach it, try to do it. And instead of like what they did before the NFL Europe, where they just like, all right, here's teams to see how it does. Like, I think they realize, no, we got to leverage the, the the historic names that we already have. But who knows? NFL is the most profitable league in the world and highest revenue running league in the world. They are very smart people. They will figure it out. Definitely goes to the most viral NFL, even when they're not, you know, teams are just practicing mini camps. You know, definitely, the NFL definitely gets really viral. You know what I mean? Julian? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of viral. That was a transition. That was a transition right there. <laughs> Gabe's favorite quarterback. Um, he's got a signed jersey, signed rookie card, uh, signed football. NFT. Uh, NFT. The big, big uh, NFT of his favorite quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, <laughs> just recently. Whether it was justified or not, uh, went viral about, like I think, two days ago it was, or yesterday, of yes, uh, the Miami Dolphins social media team on Instagram posted a video of uh, Tua and Tyreek Hill doing some like routes in their shorts and t-shirts and uh, Tua lines up for a deep ball and he's getting absolutely roasted by the comments and everybody saying that they had a bad spiral. He underthrew the hell out of Tyreek Hill. What is this going to say about the future of this relationship? Because Tyreek Hill so fast to have the arm to like, to throw and lead Tyreek Hill or is Tyreek Hill always going to have to stop? And people were saying that like in that throw, Tyreek Tyreek Hill had to stop, turn around, face him, grab the ball, and then keep on going. Gabe, are people overreacting? I already probably know your answer, but are they overreacting? Absolutely, man. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. A, I think it's kind of ridiculous for Dolphins (laughs) to put out a – a shit video. Maybe it's not, you know, the best video, the best pass. <laughs> you, 
Yeah. You know what this reminds me of too? Like real quick, I don't know if you remember last year when the Ravens put up that video of Lamar Jackson and like Sammy Watkins throwing a ball and they put out the worst throw Lamar Jackson had. It was like a wobbly mess. It was like thrown behind him. And Lamar Jackson got absolutely reamed by that because they put up that video of just that ball just like wobbling so hard and thrown behind him and underthrown and Sammy Watkins catches it. But uh, yeah, that's exa- it's the same situation. Nothing about propaganda. I mean, it's got to be Kim Jong Un level. <laughs> Here's Pip. Perfect throw, the perfect and the perfect career. So A is ridiculous that they put a ridiculous video. Doesn't poop. B is ridiculous for people. I don't know where from this. Uh, <laughs> nothing to to be Brian Flores, dude. It's Brian so Flores hated why. him. I don't know why people don't like two two. He's he's a good kid. All right, he's a good kid. He's getting stronger. He's just trying to do his thing. Trying to be great. Everybody expects him to be great. He's trying to be great. And here you are all on the internet, which you're, you see a one 30, 13 second clip. Oh, look at this. Where the, come on, guys. Come on. It's it's practice. It's honestly, it is hilarious, too, because it's like, it is kind of funny, but like. You guys. Because it's like, yeah, as a social media team, you think you'd want to put out like the nicest thing, especially what happened last year with the whole like Lamar Jackson thing. But it's just kind of it's just hilarious, like because honestly, I would have watched that and not even thought twice about it. Like personally, like like me, I would I would have watched that and like kept on going. But like when you yeah. see the comments, like everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to see the comments for this, and everybody's just roasting him, saying he's got a little noodle arm. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious and the i've said this from the jump two has never been a strong arm guy he never has been i don't think he needs to be obviously peyton manny late in his career couldn't throw worth shit but he still won a super bowl um he still had a a all-time record all-time season with the broncos that one year with 55 something touchdowns or something ridiculous like that he doesn't need to throw the deep ball. It's not his specialty. But the players that the Dolphins have, they have speed, they have shifty players. He just needs to good enough. He just needs to throw good enough. So I think it is a little crazy that people are like overreacting. But I do think it's hilarious because it's like this man to a just when you think he's about to catch a break, he just gets streamed again. Like it's just it's just it's just so funny to me. It's just so funny to me, <laughs> and it kind of falls in line with, with the way I've always thought about him. It's like I just always thought he was like he was just kind of a weak armed guy, but it's just it's hilarious how like it's like all over Fox Sports and like CBS Sports and ESPN and like all over the place talking about this underthrown ball, and the dude's like, "Fuck, man!" It was just like one throw. Maybe it was just a bad throw. Like yeah. who knows? Like. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, it's kind of ridiculous for them to be like everybody going up in arms. Like, come on, guys, calm down. I, in college, you know, I never expected um, was always a problem with the ball. Anyways, I didn't think he was like a you know this bullets out here. He's very precise. Um, but the, but it looked a little you know looked like 
whatever, man. You got y'all chill. I want give me your quarterback. I want to y'all. I'm gonna bookmark all these people, and we'll see what where they're at in their drills and their quarterbacks. Uh, everybody chill. Everybody calm down. This is classic internet trolling. Uh, here I'm gonna have to give my hottest these jokes off. Y'all, come on, guys, come on. Leave two alone. Leave two alone. He's a Christian. Gabe, let me ask you this: What what would it take for you to get off the the Tua hype train? Is this your final season? Like, is this your last straw? Like, if he doesn't perform this year, like, are you done? Like, like, what would it take for you to be like, all right, I'm ready to I move mean, on? Game in games, right? It's not. I think he's an above average player. Do I think he's a superstar? quarterback in the league? I don't think so. But I think he can be decent than Ryan Tannehill did. Um, I think he's an above average player, and I, I still haven't, haven't seen from him is a consistent season. A season where he's productive throughout the entire spots. We've seen flashes. We've seen like, oh, look, he had a good game here. Oh, he would have... see consistency. There's over a, a consistent season, productive numbers, above average numbers that we can say, Oh look, he, he we gave him all the tools and all the tools that we gave. If not, then I'd be like, well, you know, it's we're going to what year, year three, year four with him. At some point, you you have to grow. I think year year three, yeah. year three. Yeah. Um, at some point, you give him three years, and I understand there there's injuries in there, and you weren't started. And fucking, we had the Fitzgerald. Oh, it's not Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick experiment. <laughs> Uh, Louis Brissett was in there for a little bit. Um, the go. So now and be productive. That's that's all I want to see. And up and shipped off of one, one 13 second video. <laughs> but is, it, is this a make or break season for you, though? Is this a make or break season? Like, if he doesn't show up, if he doesn't show up, I think it's for two, it's not for me. Like, Oh, you think it is for Tua, but you would still give him more time even if he doesn't have a great season this year. Yeah, because well, is there? It's not like they had a high draft. The draft that we used to pick was a draft, but some, I mean, some kid with the way quarterbacks like are moving, seven or something. But. I'll say with the way quarterbacks are moving in the NFL nowadays, next offseason might be just as crazy as this past one. And Miami's a really attractive place to go. You know, it's no state income tax. It's it's a vibing city. Shit's always happening. Like, I think you can find some, Tom Brady. Is Brady? You, you sub out Tua for Brady? <laughs> I was like, no. But anyways. If it, if it didn't happen, then it's not going to happen. Dude, they dropped the ball. Miami you can blame blame Brian Flores for dropping the ball on the Brady thing. Stephen Ross had it set him, up. But whatever. And a year later, he's gone. All right, stick it sticking it to that. Uh, I guess that that same area. Uh, this past weekend, Miami hosted its first ever first ever Formula One Grand Prix. Um, it was a crazy event, 85,000 people. There was watch parties all over the city. It was like it, the closest thing I could 
like replicate it to was a feeling of like a Super Bowl, like how there was just events everywhere and this whole thing leading up to it, all these promotional videos, every it was it literally felt like the Super Bowl. And I think they even anticipated it to eclipse more revenue than Super Bowl weekend. I'm not sure if it did. Might have. I have to go back and check and see if that actually happened. But I know they were anticipating it across the two counties. But yeah, it was a crazy event. And um, from all accounts, it seems like it was a success from a business standpoint. I know some like diehard Formula One fans didn't like the race or they found it boring. Um, but you can't really control that. I mean, sometimes that stuff just happens. Um, and I will say that this event um, kind of made me a Formula One fan. Like I was I, I always kind of knew about Formula One. I didn't really know much about it. Um, uh, I've, I've seen glimpses here or there. We don't really get it on national television. I, um, very often, if at all, um, this Miami one happened to be on national television, uh, which was a shit show, by the way. I don't know if you saw the highlights of the, the reporter mistaking, um, that, that Duke player, no, um, gosh, the, the college player who's prospected to be the, is going to be prospected to be uh, the number one draft pick this year. Yeah, perspective for Patrick Mahomes. But man, it wasn't even just that. It was like that was the one that got the cake. But like just the way he was like trying to talk, it was just a shit show. Yeah, I could tell from already like ESPN hated it. Like I know next year ESPN is going to get their own crew out there, their own thing. I didn't understand. Like I get that Martin Brundle is like a big name in like Sky Sports. He's like a big name reporter. But the problem is like over here. We don't get Sky Sports. We don't know who that is. So him trying to talk to like the the Williams sisters and like all these other guys, they had a heart. All these other celebrities that they're trying to interview, it was just like they didn't know who he was, and they're just kind of pushing him off like any other reporter. Versus like Danica Patrick was on the set, and it's like, bro, if you would have gave Danica Patrick up there, like people know who people in America know who she is, they would stop and talk to her. And I get that you want to have your guy and like ESPN outs- outsource the feed to Sky Sports because Sky Sports is like the main people who broadcast the English broadcast of Formula One. But I think next year you're going to see it change up a little bit um, because I, I would I would imagine that ESPN was probably not very pleased <laughs> with what happened because, man, that guy, he was all over the place, man. He was asking people who they are and what they do. And like, it was, it was insane. He had like Dwayne Wade was literally right in front of him. Didn't even acknowledge him. Um, I saw a couple other celebrities. Like, he didn't even acknowledge him. He, they, it was just, it, it was, was awkward with Serena. Serena. Yeah, it was, yeah, was being, yeah, super awkward. Like, uh, yeah, it was, it was just hilarious. Um, but overall, but uh, yeah, I think this whole event, it really opened my eyes to Formula One, you know, a couple days before the event, a week leading up to the event um, to kind of get familiarized. I started watching, obviously, the the big Netflix show, Drive to Survive, because I wanted to kind of familiarize myself with it. And uh, people told me it was a good way to do it. So I started watching it leading up to it. And then I watched the whole race. I watched the qualifying. I watched everything. And yeah, I mean, the event was really cool. The tickets were really expensive. So I didn't get the chance to go, but it really... Uh, open my eyes to Formula One, and like I think they got a new fan in me. Like I, <clears throat> I'm actually really excited to see the next one. I want to see the next race in Barcelona, which is next week. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting, crazy interesting storylines. Learning about the teams and the different strategies and the things they use. It's it's really cool, and it's not nearly as long as NASCAR. 
NASCAR is like 250 laps or something like that, depending on the track. And I think this is a lot more condensed with 50 to 60 laps. It's a little bit more strategic. It's not so much, it's more of a sprint than like a marathon compared to NASCAR. And I always liked the idea of racing, but it was just, I always kind of found it boring, but like, I think, you know, watching this really opened my eyes and now I, I'm actually really excited to keep on watching the season and see who wins. Uh, Red Bull, Max Verstappen, uh, got first place in the race. Um, Ferrari, both racers got second and third. And then the Red Bull, the second Red Bull racer got fourth place. And then the Mercedes, uh, team got fifth and sixth. So right now Ferrari is leading the constructors cup. And then also Leclerc is leading the standings and points. So yeah, it was, it's, it was really cool to see. And like the crazy thing is people are saying that this was a boring race. And as for somebody to me, like who's never really watched a race live before all the way through, if that was a boring race, I'm really excited to see what the future races are like. But uh, Gabe, did you get a chance to, uh, to watch it and check it out and see? I did check in um, <clears throat> Saturday just to see the, they had like preliminaries playing uh, laps. Apparently, you know, there was a lot of tr- the issues with uh, the track itself, like the asphalt. People yeah, people had issues with the know. asphalt, yeah. It seemed like it was very or smooth or not. Lots of sparks, like with cars going around, you see, you know, their exhaust hitting and sparks well, flying. And uh, a lot of drivers Real quick, sparks, sparks is a normal What's thing. That? Sparks is a normal thing. So that that's that's normal. You'll see that in everywhere. But there was problems that people had and like drivers had with the asphalt and like certain turns like being kind of hard to see. But yeah, you're right on that part. But the sparks, so that's a that's a normal thing in F1. And and you know, they were saying the asphalt <clears throat> uh, there's parts of it. Um and, and and you know, cars look a little bouncy. You know, usually cars look a little bouncy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did check it in, and apparently, you know, the the Miami because it was the first. I think it's the first time the United States ever had right a race. Right? Like, no, dude, what are you ta- right in your backyard, yeah. dude? No, right in your backyard in Austin, the Circuit of Americas. They've been doing races in Austin every year for a few years now. The first time, you know, I guess the first Austin was like their one U.S. stop. Yeah. No. I think you're a little um, lag, you're a little delayed right now, but yeah, uh, I'm delayed a lot right now. No. Um, <laughs> I was able to see some of it. I saw some of it, even I checked it for a little bit. Uh, fine, I guess they had a women's event as well, uh, where I guess they were all driving like the same engine and uh, 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 big as well. So I, I checked it a little bit. I didn't like I said, I wasn't sitting down in front of TV and, and watching it, uh, but I. I did check in uh, from time to time, and it's, there's all the celebrities were out there. Uh, but point uh, in like, I don't know who the uh, ambassador should be for the U.S., but I definitely think it should be. A, it's usually like because they had what Sky Sports is a British. Yeah, Sky Sports sport, is right? like, like British ESPN, ESPN. yeah, UK, and for a lot and of so, English Europe, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're trying to get you know, American audiences. ESPN ABC was like, who are you serving? Are you trying to serve your your European audience or are you trying to get the U.S. audience uh, into racing? So I think that, you know, you bring up a good point saying they should be 
who's popular. I don't know, you know. I, I don't know who who are the racing, you know, the top racing best or the easiest celebrity. Everybody knows Danica Patrick. Yeah, well, she was Did there too the with the Sky it? Sports. Yeah. Yeah, she was there with the Sky Sports crew, and I was like, I get that you want to have Martin because all the racing people, all the principals, and the all the the everybody who's involved in like the Formula One, they know who he is because he's like he's just he's a known reporter in that world. But like when you're trying to talk to like people who don't know who he was, it was just versus like <clears throat> maybe you could have had the both of them in tandem that could have worked really well. But like I think you needed somebody if you wanted to like when he got on the track like that. You need to have somebody who would stop, who people would want to stop for, and also know who people are. Like having that mistake of who Patrick Mahomes is is is, is crazy. But I can also see Hilarious. why, like a lot of European like, fans, wow. seems like they, you know, it's like the the one thing Europeans fans make fun of Americans the most for is like how we kind of always make things into a show and a spectacle, and it just it kind of comes off fake. And I kind of get where they're coming from. Like you have all these celebrity heroes that don't know anybody except Lewis Hamilton, and like. It, it did come off like people are more there for the the spectacle than it is like the actual race itself. And I get the criticism there, but at the end of the day, that brings more money to Formula One and it grows the sport as a whole. Cause you know, as much as they don't like America, at the end of the day, America's has huge it's a huge market that you want to tap into. But uh Gabe, does this mean you're gonna you're gonna try to go to the the race in Austin, the Circuit of Americas? I'm surprised you never heard of it. Like they don't make it a big deal out there. Oh no, it's, it's definitely a big big ass deal. I know people. Uh, it's it's definitely a big ass deal. People, I think they even like race motorcycles and shit out there. Um, and it's very kind of new into F1. Like I, I did peripherally, like I know it's not the thing I ever you know. But I know like the tops. Like, I tell you. Verstappen's a top Hamilton is a top name. Baby Lando uh, is a top name. And who I can't tell you what who they drive. Yeah, my, for. right like, now. Like, and I don't know. That's all. That's all I got. And <laughs> Lando uh, Lando Norris dressed for McLaren. I think so. I've been, like the past couple of days, I've been trying to figure out like who's going to be my team. Like who's going to my root for? I'm trying to like figure it out and like because I want to root for somebody like I actually enjoy too, like as a person. And I think like McLaren is going to be like my team. One, I kind of, I kind of fuck with the colors. I always liked uh, McLaren cars as well, but I really like the drivers. I like the combination of like Lando Norris and the other driver. Um, um, my God, Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo is an Australian guy. He's, he seems just like a super down to earth, chill guy. Like I would like love to hang out with him one day. And like, just for that, like I, he makes me want to root for them. Like he just seems like a guy you just want to root for. Like, you know, like you come across some of those guys that you just, you know, I, I like that guy. And, uh, so I think, uh, McLaren's going to be, uh, the team I root for. Plus I don't, I'm one of those people. I don't like rooting for like the best team all the time. And I know Red Bull's like hot right now. So I don't, and Ferrari is too. Ferrari's leading the way. So like, I don't want to come off like a bandwagoner and like start rooting for Ferrari and like Mercedes. And like, uh, even though McLaren's obviously a top team, uh, <clears throat> and they do win races and they, but this year they look like they're not really on track to to win the ch- championship. But I, I I don't know. I like rooting for those middle of the pack guys. It feels like a it feels everything feels a little bit more meaningful. You know, it doesn't feel like I expect to win. You know, I think that's just like the masochist in me always rooting for teams that suck. No, let me add, <laughs> because um you know uh, they break up like uh, the cups or the awards that they give. You win right, 
but then also the driver can win individually. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Also, the drivers get points. Um. So like that to me is a little confusing. I don't know how much do you, you know like because you know I'm looking at them for like the top drivers. They have Leclerc, Verstappen, uh, who yeah. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is like apparently number six. Uh, he has got 36 points. Uh, Botas is another name Thousands. I've heard of, number eight. Uh, you know, I, I heard some of the name Vettel. How does like the awards like? So they they have they are, and also looking at the schedule. They have all these. Like, what is like the final? Like what is the playoffs? Long one, kind of like soccer. We get points accumulated over a season, like over a year, whatever. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. You get points, and then you get awards. Like what's the final race? Yeah. So there's no, there's no like, you know. like, there's no playoffs. So playoffs, mind you, is an American thing. So playoffs is a American concept. It's to yeah. dramatize the event. Europeans, that it, it's, this is like a, it's a point battle. It's a point race. So yeah, it's like whoever gets the most points at the end of the season wins it. And then yeah, you get points for individual performances and your team performances. That you have the, you know, the the drivers, and then you have the constructors cup. So. That's why it's important to work as a team because the idea is that, you know, you want your two racers getting as high as possible at each race because from one to 10, obviously first you get the most points, 10, you get the least amount of points and then 10 to 20 or 11 to 20, you get zero points. So it's very important to get into that top 10. So like it, it's not even like always about like getting first it can mean like even like that fifth, the sixth battle could mean a lot because like two determines your position. Can knock off other also people. determines the amount of money you win. You can knock off your other. Yeah, well, also determines the amount of money you win too at the end of the season. So like getting no points in the constructors race. So like basically, which is possible. So like the the bottom tier teams like a Williams, for example, they can get no points in a season at all. They can have no racer that that got into the top 10 and that's entirely impossible. And now what happens, you, you don't get a lot of money. So the, so it's like, you still want to, it's not like, Oh, if I don't win the, the top three, it's like, what's the point? The idea is like, you still want to get as many points as possible because you know, that means more money for the brand it grows your branding. You know, obviously when contracts end, you want to like go up and try to go to a, for a more high performing like team that's like a Mercedes or like a McLaren or like a Red Bull or like a um, Ferrari. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a point race and yet you'll strategically use somebody to like get it. So like if somebody's leading the way you want to prioritize that person up front. So like, for example, like Verstappen and uh, Perez, <coughs> They're going to prioritize Verstappen. Verstappen's going to have the slightly better car. Verstappen's going to be the lead man because he's leading in points for Red Bull. And the idea is Perez is just to be the support guy and kind of like, so if he's in second, so say Verstappen's in first, and then you're uh, Perez in P2, Perez's job is to defend to make sure people don't get past him and just let Verstappen just drive ahead and just get that lead. So your, your teammate is going to kind of, and it all really depends on like where you are in the standings, because the idea is at the end of the day, you rather have that one driver win than then the whole, the whole shebang. You rather get one driver, get higher placing in the whole thing versus having like 
him getting brought down because you, you try to compete against your teammate. You know what I mean? You got to like, yeah, not really competing against your teammate. You want to work with your teammate. You don't want to be competing against your teammate. You want to like have kind of the idea is to have like these kind of roles. Like, all right, like once races get started and settled in, like after a couple races, you start to get an idea of like, all right, he's going to be our lead guy. Verstappen's going to be our lead guy. We're going to be supporting him. So his teammate's job is to make sure that he helps and also tries to place high on the pole position so he can, you know, also get points as well. It, it, it's actually, it's really cool. And I, I like seeing the aspects of it. And then that's just the race. The qualifying is just as interesting as well, too. The qualifying so, is like half so of the drama. It seems like uh, uh, you can't pick really, uh, you know, you want to pick a, you have an American driver. I mean, I'm a guy or whatever. It seems like you got to root for it. You got to pick, kind of picking the team is worse in the team. Like, if I pick the Miami Heat, I'm going to root for them to go all the way. I'm rooting for all the guys on there. So, like, picking the car, like the drivers, yeah. right? McLaren and whatever, being sponsors there are uh, for these cars. So, that's like, I guess. Well, these aren't even sponsors. These are like, these are like, these are the people that make it. Like, these aren't like, it's not like NASCAR where they're sponsors. Like, uh, like Mercedes, like that is a Mercedes engine. That is a Mercedes engineer team making that, designing this, that car specifically. And that's why it's called like the constructor's cut because they're specifically making it. Or like Red Bull is Honda, like Red Bull Honda. Honda's the one, like they're doing it. Ferrari, they're the ones actually making it. So that's that's so, the other interesting yeah. part of it too. Uh, it seems interesting. I mean, I'm definitely going to look out, especially living here in Austin. Uh, you know, they're going to be more races. Uh, I think they're trying to make the thing in Miami Grand Prix a regular thing. And like, they actually constructed like yeah. things there. Like, uh, like it's like actual concrete. It's not like, uh, they're going to exist there for. A while. Yeah, it's a 10 year wow, contract. Like yeah, I believe it's like a 10 year contract. So that's going to be there for at least the next 10 years. And then next year, it's going to be the third track in the U.S., which some people abroad are a little upset about. Um, and that's going to be in Vegas and that's going to be a street circuit. So that's going to be like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be going like down the strip of Vegas and like through the actual street. It's not going to be like a custom built uh, track from what I understand. I'm obviously parts of it are, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool sport. And I think they got a new fan in me and hopefully, uh, maybe, maybe you check out the one in the awesome one, I think in like October or something, that'd be a cool experience. Let's transition over to But yeah, yeah, sports. let's transition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this delay is killing us. All right, so NHL playoffs. So obviously me and Gabe got the Panthers. Me, I got official hat. Gabe's got his makeshift uh custom made Panthers Panthers jersey. It's kind of hard to see cuz he's official. skipping right now. It's official merch, gay merch. That's official Real Fans podcast merch. I don't know if you can see it once you kind of stay still. Yeah, <laughs> the Vibin' Panther with the D like into the, the bottom of the badge. But uh, yeah, um, last night had a crazy game. I thought it was, I thought the Panther was done for sure. Like I was like, fuck, we're about to go to Washington down 3-2 in the series. And then the Panthers pulled through in the second period scoring four unanswered, no, three unanswered in the second period, either three or four unanswered in the second yeah. period to tie the game up. And then they score another two 
So that goes five unanswered, and they end up winning the game. What an amazing comeback. The comeback cats. I was a little afraid of the President's Trophy curse. This is the first time the Florida Panthers have uh, led in a playoff series since 2012. Um, and there's nothing more disappointing than seeing such a great regular season, winning the President's Trophy, just to like completely just bomb in the regular in the playoffs um losing in the first round but hopefully they can go to washington and and win it this whole series has been it's honestly been a great series to watch this has been super high scoring games but uh yeah gabe what do you you think they're going to close it out in game six in washington or you think it's going to go to game seven here's the thing uh predicting about this this series is going to be probably a seven game series and, and the biggest thing that the biggest hurdle that Florida has is like this is experience team. This is a team that like won in the playoffs before. They they won, they've won the cup before, and uh, you know the uh, Florida Panthers barely. You know their their last uh, appearance was in the fan. Went on to win the cup. So they're playing. They're playing like you know this, this team right here. This Capitals team. Ovechkin's uh, one of them. Instant Hall of Famer. It's like, it's like, yeah. Um. And what the the thing about yesterday was like one of the toughest some is uh, quick goals, especially after a team scores and then like a minute or two later they score again. That's like devastating. Uh, two goals mm-hmm. very quick, like in rapid session. We're already down. They were already down one, and they scored two quick goals. Um, but you know what? The thing about the Panthers, if you haven't watched them all season, is two goals to go down two goals. That's nothing. Like the Panthers. Panthers, if you go down two goals against the, the two goals, the Panthers have you exactly where they want you because one is uh, come back late. They call them the cardiac cats for a reason, the comeback cats, whatever. Uh, because Led the this league team in can scoring. Score. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, crazy. It, it was just a crazy game. Like it's, it's just kind of insane for them to um, to push it to overtime like that. Uh, and come back, have the final goal scored by Giroud, which is the guy we traded for um, this season. He's been, uh, pre- you know, pretty good for us. Uh, excellent teammate. Um, so, I, I, as far as the series overall, I think this game going into Washington is going to be tough as hell. I think this is a seven-game series, and the Cats have home advantage. I think they win and get. I think this goes to Game Seven, and the and the Cats bring it back. The Cats will surpass the Capitals. I, I, I hope. I'm trying to hope. You know. I'm all the way, man. I'm all the way, Cats. Florida Cats, all the way. As I want to face Tampa again, I want that revenge game. So, um, but I don't think they do it. I think uh, you know, home, 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 home ice advantage is a thing. Um, and I think it goes to Game Seven. They bring it back to, and they win in the FLA. That's my prediction. I, I will say too. Um... We talked about just game five, but game four, man, that was a bunch. That was a butt clincher. Like that, <laughs> that game was Panthers tie the game up late, late in the second period. I mean, the third period, then going to overtime and then get the game winning goal in overtime to tie up the series. That that game was probably more crucial than the Washington game last night because that game, man, if they would have went down three one, oh, that would have. That would have been a heart wrench like that. Like, I don't know how you come back from that, but they were able to squeeze out that win away to tie the series back up and get home ice advantage again. And then 
continue to have the home ice advantage winning last night. I think they could, like I said, I think they could win at Washington. They already have. I think it's definitely possible to do it again. Um, they're riding high right now. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. I see it going in game seven. I think Washington's going to bounce back in game six and it's going to go to game seven. Um, to Washington, but man, this has been a thrilling, a thrilling series so far. There's only been one sweep in the NF and uh, NHL playoffs. And that was a uh, Colorado versus uh Nashville. But um, yeah, I've also been watching the, the, the Maple leaves in Tampa series because the winner of that goes to play the winner of uh, the Florida series. And I'm serious. T- T- Tampa's down three, two uh, in the series, but I- I'm kind of rooting for Tampa. And that, obviously I hate Tampa. There are rivals. But I'm kind of low key rooting for them just so we can face them in the second round to get comeback to get a yeah, payback. I, I mean, want that man. Oh, so so here's the thing, Julian. You, this is, I said about the NBA. You were like all scared. We're talking about you know you were in the Heat jersey. You scared of the Nets? You want to Heat Nets? You were scared of me. Like, I was not oh, scared of the Nets. You don't want to play. Jojo was scared of the Nets. Here's the thing, man. I've always been. Listen, if you're the best team, I want to play you i want to face you because eventually i'm gonna have to play you and face you something knocked out the first round because we're, that's when we're probably the healthiest we have all our players because you know the injuries in the playoffs happen i want to play the best team and i definitely i want to see tampa tampa is the what i want to see them i want to play tampa i hope they win and then i hope that we win so that i hope we get to that another matchup so i hope that they, i do want to face uh, tampa again they are in-state rivals um uh, but Washington, they're 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 uh, they're equally as powerful, equally as they, uh, like I said, this is not an easy series. Uh, but I, I do hope we make it through, and I want Tampa. I, the, uh, my championship is beating the Tampa Bay. <laughs> Bro, everything's game six. Everybody's going and to if game they six beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second. Round. That's me. One of the funniest. Everything's things game is, six tomorrow. If there's a game seven, if, if it goes to game seven, it's going to be on Sunday, which also the Heat uh, could possibly play on game seven and Sunday. Sunday as well. So uh, exciting sports, you know, time in Miami, in South Beach. Yeah. Not South Beach. We know, we know where the arena is. Yeah, I'm also um, hoping for the Panthers to make the second round because I'm waiting to go to a game in the second round because my buddy's coming down next weekend. And right when he comes down, this should be this game two. If they were to make it to the second round, it should be game two. So I'm hoping it's a Florida Panthers, Tampa. Like that, that, that'd just be awesome. I, I want to see that again. And like I said, I want my revenge. I think they can do it. Casting to break that presence trophies curse. They need, they, they need, they need to go all the way, man. You can't have this good. one of the highest high powered offenses in the league. You, you, you can't lose in the first round to Washington. You, you, you just can't. But uh, Tampa's got an uphill battle because well, you know, they got they got a they got they don't have home ice. Toronto does, so they're going to Tampa uh, tonight. But then Game Seven is going to be in Toronto, so it's going to be an uphill battle for them. The kids to bed tonight. Put the kids. We'll see. You know, we're definitely following. I'm definitely following the, the Panthers. I'm, I'm watching it as much as I can. We have other playoff news. I mean, we transition over to NBA playoffs. Um, uh, we talked last week about the Miami Heat. You know, I've always been a Heat guy, Heat in five. But it seems like, you know, we're going to game six. We have to go travel. Miami's going to have to travel to Philly. Overall, um, what you've seen of the series, Julian? And uh, what do you think of the series so far? 
far and um uh how do you think the heat are performing going for bro man the joe joel Embiid is a game changer for that team like broken nose and all he's like i think just the even the morale of the team like everything about that team just seemed so rejuvenated when he was back on the court for game five um the heat they were really close um was it game five am i what am i thinking of yeah, game well, five. He came back in game three. Game three and four, he's, he's come back. What on the what is the one I'm thinking of where the Heat had it really close, and they were missing? Like, gosh, it's a game four. Um, I think it was game four actually. Um, yeah, it is game four. What am I talking about? Game four is when he came back. Um, and the Heat had it so close, but they were like five from thirty from the three point line that game, and they just couldn't make anything. And then James Harden was just knocking down threes left and right in that fourth quarter to just close out that game and tie up the series. So that was heart-wrenching because I'm like, Fuck, now they're going to have to like at least go in six because I was hoping they can get that win because they were closing the gap on the lead. But yeah, man, Joel Embiid is – when he's on the court, he's just a difference maker. It's, it's somebody that like – it's now – because without him, Bam was just free to do whatever he wanted. Like, like he literally was. But now with Embiid on the court, it's you're going to have that big man battle in the paint, and it makes it really interesting. And uh, but yeah, like with that all being said, I think uh, I think the, the Heat are going to put the Sixers to bed tonight. I think it's going to close it out in Game Six. I think they're going to go to Philly. They put up a fucking molly whopping to them in Miami. I think they won by thirty yeah. points, twenty points. Yeah. 35, 35. 30, I think it was like 30. It was like 125 to like 90, right? Or something like that. Um, so yeah, man, the Heat are rolling. I think I think they had a little hiccup, not expecting Joel B to come back last second, but and I believe Lowry's playing tonight as well. No, he's already he's, not, uh, he's out again. Out. He's out. He's uh, out for game six. Uh, Lowry will not play tonight in Philly. Just let him rest till the next series. I don't think you need him to beat the Sixers. Just just let him rest. Um, I I don't need him for Game Six or Seven if it goes to Seven. But I think the uh, I think they could close it out here, man. I think they had a little hiccup in Philly. I think the Joel Embiid coming back last minute kind of threw him off. But yeah, man, I think they close it out here. Wish they would close it out. Um, uh, uh, I think they have the ability to. Um, but I think uh, obviously this is like uh, you know do or die back against the wall what are you going to do they definitely have the capability Sixers are that deep I think one, one thing that they did with and, uh, it was 120 not. to 85 win is they shut down uh, Joel Embiid they didn't let him get you know in position to score you know if, if Embiid has the ball usually he's going to score and what they did uh, a good job of was boxing him out of Just making him fight, and actually, uh, he well, he had a, a re-injury of his face. Uh, Deadman, uh, there was a, a rebound, uh, and B caught it. Deadman smacked him in the face. He went down, in pain, horrible pain, um, and kind of yeah. you know after that, and B kind of disappeared. So, and B hasn't been playing uh, to his averages. Um, he's been you know decent. He's put up what seventeen points, twenty points. He's been decent, but he hasn't been 
playing to you know superstar level um that face injury is keeping them out yeah. of games um and that's what i was have, saying like yeah. that that's what i was saying like those first two home games or that game four like when he came back like in game three like that was just like big for them just like from a morale standpoint and now with them being hurt again it's just like yeah and when he became a non-factor you saw the heat just like absolutely take over the rest of the game not that we're hard like you know it's i mean trying to play basketball especially with an injury like that like understand why he's playing tentatively and 100 percent. but that team is not very deep and you know than a hundred percent of whoever the hell is on the bench, and like it's one of the things, and, and that, that's the thing with with this, like, yo, who's, who's the healthiest? Uh, who's who's playing in a rhythm? Um, those are teams that are usually generally go deeper into the playoffs. If you're healthy, if you have all your players and all your stars playing in rhythm, and you're deep, ten, you know, the, the yeah, the the bench shortens, so you, you play your best players more. And you hope that they're they're shooting. Now, with that being said, I don't think Miami's been playing extraordinarily. You mentioned earlier about the shooting percentage they shot. They've been shooting way below normally with the shoot, especially from three. Um, uh, defense is still kind of iffy, you know, uh, with the rotations that they have. I think Baylor Oladipo in general uh, has been a liability. Like, oh, I understand that you know, Kyle Lowry is out. He's You know, he's been the guy that we've been Victor Oladipo. Um, but uh, I think he's been a liability out there. Duncan Robinson has been sitting, which has also been a liability. He's a, a liability not only with his shooting, with his confidence shooting, but also defensively. You know, he's a tall, long guy, but um, they usually attack. They usually attack at Duncan Robinson. He's been sitting. So um, I think we get out of the series. Uh, I hope they win game six. I don't think it's just, I didn't come back to Miami. They win in seven. Because uh, I just, for 76ers, I think, uh, you know, we're going to we'll see, I think we're going to see some cooking. In it. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm not talking about the refs. Well, I think we get some cooking over here. <laughs> they want to extend the NBA wants to I, I just thought that, yeah, I, I just thought that last, that last game was just so convincing to me. And I think they have a recipe of what they can do. And if it wasn't, I mean, because the thing is, even that game four, like, it was really close. And that was with them like being terrible from the three point line, and it was still close. If they could just clean that up and actually, you know, hit their shots and get their field goal percentage up, they could win that game. Realistically, they're the better team, like you said. Joel Embiid, he's gonna be shooken up. Like you should go in there and win that game. And the one thing that does kind of, and this is like from Tyler Hero's perspective, I don't know if you feel this way too, but it's like I feel like he has a really hard time getting out of a funk mid game. Because if he ain't hitting, he's not hitting for the rest of the game. That's the way I always kind of I, I feel about him. Or even like if he doesn't hit for like there's sometimes he goes on a couple game sprees. I mean, but then when he's hot, he's like super hot. And I, I don't know why, but it, it just I mean I know why, but it, it just kind of frustrates me where I feel like he's a great player, but he I feel like he just needs to get better just getting out of those funks. Like you miss three men. You got to hit those other ones after that. Like you just can't keep on breaking one after the other. Yeah. And uh, shout out to, I don't want to talk about, you know, I'm talking about liabilities. Jimmy, uh, maybe a game last night. Uh, so, you know, there's guys that have been playing 
you know, well, I mean, like I said, they five points, and so far the wins have been uh, pretty tremendous. Uh, um, but yeah, I think Miami Heat that they, they may got to the series, maybe tonight, but I don't, I don't, but yeah, maybe room for them. I'm not. I'm not I'm, By the way, do you feel that same that. way? I was gonna say, do you feel that same way that I do about Tyler Hero? Like, just like when he just has a Hero, hard time getting out of it. Um, you know, with him coming off the bench, he's definitely starting material. Um, yeah, the future going forward. I feel like, oh my god, let me not tell you a shit I saw on Twitter. I saw some people talking about, oh, let's trade Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal. Uh, for Tyler Hero, to fucking Mansion, uh, Kim Kardashian, they're gonna trade. Miami Heat gonna trade everything for, <laughs> for Bradley Beal, including Tyler. I'm like, this is. Ridiculous. I will say, um, I will say, I think Bradley Beal would be a nice fit. I think for culture wise and like everything, I think he would fit nice. It feels like for five years they've been talking about Bradley Beal. Uh, this guy's coming up at the end of his contract. I think we're 2024. He's de- he's definitely on the last le- uh, end of his career, but I think if he comes to Miami, it's gonna be on the cheap cheap. He's gonna be a free agent. I don't think he's gonna come. I don't think Miami's gonna trade anything for Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal. I don't think they're gonna agent. do it. A free agent. I get. Yeah. He, I don't think they're gonna do it, but he gives me like Heat culture vibe. Like he, I like I feel like he would he could slot in real quick. Obviously, he's playing. He would be playing like. And, I mean, doesn't he kind of play the same position as Jimmy Butler too? So it's like you're gonna have to like try to like balance that out. Yeah, I don't. I think he's just good. No. Um, and, you know, he's a lot older. Like, they've been talking about like seventh grade shit. Um, just thinking with old Victor Lodine, What a waste just, of a finally, career, man. Finally came over. So, um, uh, anyways, as far as I feel about Tyler Hero is what the question you asked me. Tyler Hero, um, you know, he's definitely the future uh, developing league uh, uh, on this team. Um, I think he still has value. Maybe he's not playing good in the series, but, you know, hopefully they can close the series and get some rest. And and uh, look forward to you know the next game, which will probably be the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, you know transition to the other series that's going yeah. on. I don't know if you want to. I'm be honest with you, I've not watched this series at all. I haven't seen a minute of this series because normally well, it's when the Panthers yeah. games are on. So I rather watch my Panthers instead of <laughs> this game. But I've been. I see it's three two with Milwaukee to the lead. Yeah, it was a pretty exciting game uh, last night. Um, I think it was going back and forth. One of the most cl- the closest uh, games of uh, the entire series. Obviously, the Bucks are down. Middleton is down with injury. They have they they've been playing without um, without Middleton, but the, it seems that like the Bucks are still dominating uh, uh, the Celtics. Uh, and th- these are like I said, this is probably the the best series to watch. Like this is like championship level series because these teams. Uh, have really good players, really you know, on both sides. They have guys you can root for, uh, but it seems like the Celtics, uh, especially after last night, you know, the, the momentum has switched over to uh, Milwaukee uh, after last night. Uh, I don't know. Uh, have you watched any of the series? You haven't watched any of the. Like, I, I haven't. I haven't checked out that one at all. Like I said, it normally comes because it's an East Coast playoff game, and it's with the way the cycle is, it's coming at the same time as the Panthers, and it's just like I'd rather watch the <laughs> Panthers game personally. So I've so, got a uh, yeah. to peep it. It, it. Well, based off so far, like it seems like the the Bucks will will come out of it. Um, pretty much a devastating loss last night for uh, the Celtics. Um, 
I, I would want to see either team. Like the either team would definitely worthy. Of, um, personally, I would like to see the Celtics. I think the Celtics match up uh, equally to the Miami Heat. Um, but it seems like the Bucks are coming back. You know, back to back champions. I'll see whoever. I'll face whoever. I'll see whoever. I'll see any team. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of nobody. Freaking Nets. Freaking got bounced in the first round. Come on. I'm not. I, I just, I'm kind of with you. I'm not scared for the Heat. I think the Heat should. They should like they should go to the finals. Like, I think they have the potential to win tonight. And then Boston or Milwaukee. I I rather not face Milwaukee. But like you said, I don't know how long is Middleton out for. I mean, he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, I got to double check on his injury. I'm not sure. I, I know he's injured. I'm just not sure what it was and how long it was. But like, I mean, either way, I f- I feel pretty good about facing either one of those teams. Like, I'm I'm not terribly scared, and especially if Chris Middleton's not back by the next. Because I I see Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee's playing at home tomorrow. They won a game on the road, so they're playing at home. Game six, like they. They could clean it up right there. So I'm anticipating a Heat Milwaukee matchup rematch. This, this that would be the third year in the row they play each other um, in the playoffs. Um, be the best out of three. It comes out Heat one in 2020, so, uh, Bucks one in 2021, 2022 is the. To answer your question, Chris Milton, uh, he had a. <laughs> Grade two MCL, grade two MCL, which is like a partial tear. It's not a complete tear. Grade three would be complete tear. It's a partial tear, and he's not expected for the Celtics series, and probably not for all the series. I'm seeing rumors that he's. Bro, I think he's done out, working yeah, through it. No. But yeah, he's it's done. Pretty tough. Unless maybe, some, maybe like late, late playoff, like late finals, if they make it that far. But, but I think uh, MCL, bro, he's done. Like in a game like basketball where you cut a lot, no. Nah. So, uh, it reportedly will miss the conference finals, but who knows? Maybe they just, you know, inject him with some Tom Brady stem cells and some avocado ice cream regenerates. Yeah, you put some cream in clear and then probably not expected for the rest of the season, probably with a grade two MCL. That was just to answer your question. All right. What else is going on in the playoffs? Can we talk about some other teams? The West West Coast. So, Phoenix and Dallas, say we start off with. Getting a little heated over there. It's coming like a little mini rivalry. Honestly, Dallas is playing a lot better than I thought. I thought Dallas would be out in five, but um, they're holding true. They're playing tonight. They might tie the series. They might send it to game seven. They just might. And to me, that's a win in Dallas's book. Like if I was a Dallas fan, if I was able to take the Suns to seven in the second round, I think that's a plus. Like I, I would take that. Like, I think you're overachieving against a really good Suns team. Chris Paul's been non-existent, essentially, uh, this whole playoffs. But Suns are still like, like we mentioned, same thing with the Heat. They're just, they're just really deep. Like anybody can go in there and play. It's not like you need Chris Paul to be there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think Dallas is punching above their weight class for sure. Yeah, well, with the with the Suns teams, I feel like. Uh... This is kind of like a make it or break it, right? Obviously, they went deep uh, last year to the playoffs. They didn't they get over that hump. And, um, like, 
I'm not saying that uh, the Suns are gassed out. It's just they're struggling against a Dallas team that I, when I go into this game, um, I didn't think Dallas would even push it like this push. I thought game five. This bad. Game. Yeah. Because um, uh, I thought Dallas was barely, you know, they're barely a playoff team. Um, uh, but they seem to be playing well. Luka is, you know, st- uh, still an exciting player to watch. Um, and uh, he's one of the, you know, one of the best players on our team. And it, it's looking like, you know, Dallas is, you know, they're competing. They're, they're being competitive. Like I, said, I didn't expect much of Dallas going into the playoffs, but they're pushing the Suns. Um, and like you said, Chris Paul, they're not existing. I think their best player is Devin Booker, uh, which, you know, a lot of rumors about Devin Booker. Probably, uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know. I need to look up his contract. You know, I heard that he might leave. They're talking about him and the Knicks. So this, I don't know. Oh, this, no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't head to anywhere but in the Knicks. Um. So anyway. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. This series. Um. I, I expected the Suns to to show out again, and we'll see, man. If they play tonight, uh, we'll definitely be watching that, and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, going forward. But who do you, who do you see is coming out of this series, uh, Julian? Just let's. Uh, I mean, Phoenix. Phoenix should win. Um, they they should win, but I think it's going to Game Seven. I could totally see Dallas winning tonight at home, but Phoenix is just they're just the better team. They just have more firepower. Um, who knows? Maybe Chris Paul can reignite and just like become like how he was last year. But they're just the better team. Like they should continue to advance. Um, Phoenix should go to the finals again. Realistically, in my opinion, like they're they're just. To me, they're just the overall better team in the West. Obviously, they led. I think they had the best record in the league this year. Um, but yeah, but if I was a Dallas fan, I'd be happy for my team to even make it this far. Um, get that man Luca some help. Send D book to Dallas. D book to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. So let's Mark all talk Cuban, about open up series. that checkbook. Oh yeah, open that checkbook. All the zeros. Uh, let's talk about the last series: Memphis Grizzlies at Golden State Warriors, uh, or versus Golden State Warriors. Um, they'll be playing Friday, uh, Game Six. Right now, Golden State leads the series three two. Um, have you seen any of uh, any of the highlights? Any any games from this from this series? This this series, I haven't got to check out um, either. Like I said, because like I watch basketball in the Heat games play, so I watched the the Suns. I watched a little bit of the Suns of Dallas series, and I've been watching obviously the Heat games. But then, like the following, I've been watching hockey. Like so I've, I've been alternating, so I haven't get the chance to watch like any of those the Milwaukee and uh, and the Memphis games. But um, yeah, I heard it's been crazy. I've heard uh, it's it's been pretty feisty as well. Been it's tight, been, been tight, a little chippy, a little feisty, man. Um. But as far as I've seen, you know, you know, uh, especially the last game, uh, uh, Memphis was playing, you know, down with their backs against the wall. I think the series was three one, and uh, you know, Memphis had a, their blowout game. They scored one hundred forty two points or something, um, kind of embarrassing. One hundred forty two, like ninety. That's ninety. That's like all star points, dude. Like that's ridiculous. One hundred thirty four to ninety five. Yeah, I did. So, I did see um, that. Uh, that that's no excuse. No, no NBA team should ever allow another team to drop 130 points. That is absolute. I don't care what era we're in. That is absurd. Like a hundred, and then hold them to yeah, hold them to under 100. I mean, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Especially with this Golden State Warriors team, we know still lights out, still shooting. This is Golden State Warriors 2.0. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think Memphis is kind of you know Golden State Warriors. I still think are an overwhelming team. I think uh, the uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, although I am rooting for them as being the underdogs, and I do like John Moran. I think he's an exciting player. Um, I think they're just outgunned. I think they're outgunned uh, against the Golden State uh, Warriors. I don't think uh, that Memphis makes it out of here. I think I think Golden State. They pull out, you know. They're expected expected winners uh, of the series, and at uh, home, game they, six. Yeah, I mean that's tough. They're up three two, so they have the home field advantage, home court. Um, yeah, I, right. I I've been saying Golden that State to pull it out. I've been saying too, like San Francisco, that arena, bro. That is a fortress. Good luck trying to win there, like that. So all Golden State needed to do was take one away from Memphis, and now they got home court advantage. Like going to Game Six at home with the series lead, like yeah, you got to win at Golden State. That's going to be tough. It is that's that is a tall task to ask for. But I'm kind of looking at the past previous games too. I mean, outside of Game Three, Golden State dropped 142, which is yeah. ridiculous. Um, the past few games have been a little bit low scoring at 101, like I said, 95. Um, I'm missing the other one. Uh, I can't find it, but yeah, I mean, outside of that ridiculous 142 point game, like the series has been insane. Like just from like the outside looking at, like I haven't really been watching it, but just like looking at the box scores and the final and the highlights. So like, it's like one moment you see like teams put up ridiculous amount of points. And then next it's like sub a hundred, like, and again, you know, Memphis is going to be traveling to the West coast. They're going to get that jet lag. Uh, I think they're pushing above their weight class. So Grizzlies, I do like you. I root for you, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's in the cards this year. I don't think it's in the cards. But you had an exciting season. You had a win, you know, winning season. You had an exciting little player. You go, you make a deep run into the playoffs. Mind you, this is crazy that this is like a number two team that like they're going to lose in game six. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty wild to see it, uh, in the in the second round. I think overall successful. You can't say a wash. Like it's pretty successful. You had a you had a decent season. Nice nice little season. From where you guys from where the Grizzlies were like two three years ago to like now. Y'all, y'all doing okay. Y'all, y'all They're growing. Doing. They're growing. They got they got names. And we also have names. My name is Gabe. That's Julian. I think that's it for the episode. I mean, next week we'll be talking about more. You know, hopefully we'll have uh, JoJo on here. We'll talk about some baseball going on. Obviously, we're still going to cover NHL, NBA, NFL, because the NFL is still going to be making those. We'll talk about, talk about schedules. But Julian, tell the people where they can find all our things. You can find us your favorite place to get podcasts wherever that might be we are there and be sure to follow and leave a review if you're on apple wherever you are you know what to do help grow the podcast we do what we do episode 50 this is a pretty monumental episode hopefully the next 50 we make it and uh grow so yeah on to the next one on to the next 50 right Gabe? Download and subscribing. Watch us on YouTube. Appreciate all the fans, real fans, podcasts. Thank you. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.